It's All In Act podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here today with my co-host, Tom Hazelden. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you, Tom? I'm not bad, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. Really good. Good. Yes, thank you. We also uh, have uh, a special guest today, Tom. We do indeed. A uh, a regular listener. Yes. I mean, I know we've only done four episodes, but... He religiously listens. Uh, to it. He's listened to at least four of our podcasts. The, at, at from, least, four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we know that as well because we had some feedback on some of our uh, podcasts. And uh, this this person's been interacting with us and and sort of answering back, but not in a <laughs> not in a aggressive way. Not in an aggressive way. That's that's the word no, I'm looking for. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, giving us a bit of interaction. Definitely, definitely some some wonderful feedback. Yeah. and I am uh, pleased to announce on our show today. Mr. Sean Blake. Hello, Sean. Oh. Hello. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Good. 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 Fantastic. Um, well, as is the uh, as is the norm with our guests, uh, if you've been listening, we have a set of pre-asked questions. So um, I've got some answers here from Sean. The first question we asked you was, what is the favourite part you've ever played in a show? We've got two answers here. One of them was uh, Tom in Disco Inferno, the musical. That's right. Not in It's All on Act, the musical. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. no. Tom would be the best. What? It's All on Act doing musical, are they? I wish. Oh, um, <laughs> one day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, so so tell us a bit about Disco Inferno. When was that? Disco Inferno was back in 2008 at the Corn Exchange. It was performed by Nomads. It was my first principal role with Nomads, actually. Cool. And I'd say I'd like to refer it as my breakout moment in Amdram. I did have a good role at, about a year prior with NMTS when I did Thoroughly Modern Millie. But uh, this was a quite a big deal because it was like not a very well-known musical, but it had a lot of well-known songs. It's written by Jay Seppel, I believe. Um, and it's got loads of classic uh, songs from the disco era, which is a massive favorite genre of mine musically anyway. And the standard of Nomads is incredibly high, um, as many people know. Yeah. It's very hard to get a principal role in a Nomad show. And the fact that I got pretty much the second main character in that show, amongst some of the competition that there was that year. I mean, I, if I showed you the cast list, you wouldn't believe who I had to compete to <laughs> get that part. Nice. I was so chuffed with it. And, he's, and also the character just identified with me so well. He is incredibly nerdy, and I often get cast as <laughs> I often get cast as nerd. So I was also Eugene in Greece once, <laughs> but this was better than Eugene for me personally because, well, he gets to sing three solos. Eugene doesn't sing at all. Yeah, it's kind true. of it's kind of like if Eugene in Greece actually had songs. That's yeah. kind of what level that was for me. Nice. And not to mention, the audience reaction was so phenomenal. We had a hen party literally singing along all the songs <laughs> with nice. us. And uh, honestly, people were talking about it for weeks and months and wanting us to do some sort of sequel reprieve of it or... Sort of an encore performance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it just, it's never really happened, unfortunately. But it's always, it's always nice to be in demand, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Leave Maybe people wanting more and they'll come to your next show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, cool. The next part we've got that you said was Tobias in Sweeney Todd, which uh, I've heard things about you in Sweeney Todd, and I've heard that it was both terrifying and amazing. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I didn't get yeah. to see Sweeney Todd, but um, yeah, I've heard, heard some very good things about that. Yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. I, I, I like that one because it's probably the most famous role I've played, but also because it's a it was really nice to do a character that was a little bit outside my stereotype. Yeah, Tobias is a bit still 
a sidekicky in a way, if that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. But he does get that lovely, it, not while I'm around, and that's a ballad. And I never, or very rarely rather, get to sing ballads in a musical because I just physically don't suit that characteristic of the character that would sort of sing that. And at the same time, I could still be true to myself. Yeah. And it was just an amazing experience. The score and the music is great. I've always loved the show. It just captivated me from the first time I saw it at the Watermill during my school years. And it was an honor to play such an iconic role, really. Totally. It was a great part. I was actually uh, in that show. So it was my first NMTS show. That was going to be my <laughs> first NMTS show. I got asked, um, but I, uh... Yeah, and Sean's part as Tobias, because you would always do the, the meat grinding bit just before I was about to go on. And yeah, watching that every night yeah. was, was just something to behold. <laughs> it was great. Um, cool. So the second question we asked you was, uh, when did you start performing? Sean, you said you started performing when you were about six or seven years old. At birth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so you said you're about six or seven years old as a page in Nativity. Apparently, there is a funny story to go with this one. So, as uh, a page, as a <laughs> yes, <laughs> as as a page. I thought I'd read it wrong. As a page, as a page. But okay. I'm sure this is this is the funny story to okay, go. Okay, I'm with ready it. for this, Sean. Okay, well, I really wanted to act after seeing a film when I was like five and got the chance in the nativity. But then everybody gets a chance in the nativity to act. But I was really, really upset when I was cast because I was cast as a page. So I said, to the, <laughs> so I said, I said to the teachers, and I think I said to my mum. I don't want to be a piece of paper. <laughs> and it's like a page isn't a piece of paper. A page is an assistant to the king. Oh. As in that sort of as in, Yeah, as in the three wise men, basically. Thank God so we're I was... talking about that sort of page. Because I did think when it was written, you did mean a piece of paper. <laughs> That's um... what I thought. <laughs> that is an ensemble oh. and a half. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so you're page one, <laughs> two, three. Oh. There was only yeah, three, middle. three wise men, so three pages. <laughs> was, was the page the worst, the worst part you played? Uh, or was it okay in the end? It was okay. It was probably, it right it was probably better than the chef I did the year after <laughs> in um in snow in a production of Snow White that I barely remember. Cool. Uh, you said you started with Young Stars as well, which are uh, if you're unfamiliar with sort of the the Newbury Berkshire area, which some of our listeners may be. Hopefully, we've got some listeners from around sort of the UK. Young Stars is the sort of young version of nmts so they're sort of the same company and the idea is that you start as young stars and you will sort of progress through and eventually go up to nmts so uh, is that how you got into nmts sean or exactly yeah, yeah um awesome. i watched the sound of music i think i can't remember exactly when i think that might have been even just before i joined young stars yeah you said so here that you started young stars in 96 yeah and i got really keen yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if that was exactly right, but it's... Uh, Around um, that time, yeah. Yeah. So I saw The Sound of Music. I can't remember much about it, to be honest, but it, it did inspire me to like want to be on the Corn Exchange stage. And oddly enough, my parents met at the Corn Exchange, so it's quite a sentimental oh, theatre nice. tool nice. for me. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, cool. So fairly simple. You've, you've pretty much answered some of these questions already. We asked you next, why, uh, why do you perform? And... Simple as I perform because I love it is the I answer. Love it. Yeah, um, also absolutely. You, you, you mentioned, that and you can tell when you watch sort of, me. Everyone says yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you you oh, said yeah. that you've sort of got into it through films and stuff as well, which is also here. Cool. Then the next question we asked was, uh, "What is your big ambition in life?" And you replied with, "I'm not sure. I will have a think." Have you yeah. had a had a think in uh, the uh, <laughs> in the way? I have a little bit. 
When I was, uh, it's changed so much in my life. Um, at one point, I wanted to be a footballer, but I've never been good at football ever. <laughs> that was ridiculous. At one point, I wanted to be the next Michael Jackson. I've never been good at that either. <laughs> I'm kind of a little bit. If I had like, if money was absolutely no object, like literally nothing, I would start my own like performance art business, but not not for performers as such. But I'd like to start a venue. Yeah, if that would make would sense, and like and like run venue. it and yeah. like run it. But of course, I'd actually have to buy a building and a load of kit and a load of licensing, and yeah, I don't, I don't have the money cool. to do that, but I'd love to. Yeah. Well, maybe one day, you know, you yeah. never know. Someone might leave it in in their will to you, Sean. You never know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. The next question we asked you was: Do you have any other hobbies? You said skiing, movies, particularly geeky ones, and karaoke. Skiing. Yeah, I, I'm. I've been skiing since I was like eight, I guess. Went to America, Canada, several times in Aviemore, Scotland several places in france italy uh even the yugoslavia area just before a war broke out oddly enough so that was quite <laughs> scary i can't remember the exact level i got to but it was quite advanced uh, i wouldn't say i'm olympic standard i can't do like clever jump tricks yeah, or yeah. anything like that you can hold your own though yeah it's been a while since i've fallen the last time i did was really stu- had a stupid arrogance more than anything else cool we also asked you, this one's quite a, quite a long one, if you've met any famous people. You have met quite a lot of famous people. So the first person you've put on here is Robert Llewellyn, who is uh, Crichton from Red Dwarf, is that correct? That's right, yes. Yeah. You said that was a book promotion. Yeah, he's an author as well as an actor, and he was promoting a book at Waterstones Newbury. Cool. And Fantastic. we so we went to support him, and uh, obviously I was interested in buying the book, did buy the book, read the book. been so many years since I've read it, I can't remember. Yeah. It very well. I might have to pick it up again. But I went with my friends who were also Red Dwarf fans, and one of my friends actually um, drew a picture of Crichton, and he loved that picture and kept it. Awesome. Wow. How I cool. wonder where that picture is now. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? You also said that you briefly met uh, Vinnie Jones at a running event. Yeah, that was more of a hi, can I have an autograph by sort of moment. So I don't know if it <laughs> Still counts. counts. Still yeah. counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Bye bye. Um, and then we've got a triple whammy to finish off. Uh, Colin Firth, Jessica Peel, and Ben Barnes. Uh, while... Uh, while being a film extra, um, yeah. you said that you chatted to them, especially Ben Barnes. Yeah, I've got a funny story regarding that, actually. Here we go. Um, but uh, yeah, the movie was Easy Virtue. It was released in 2008, and it's based on the Noel Coward play. Cool. Uh, it was quite exciting to do it. Um, I signed up to it not even knowing who was in it and what it was about. Got a costume fitted. It was actually the costume designer and fitter who told me about what it was about and oh, nice. where it was based on and who was in it and stuff. I actually really enjoyed the film. It was weird seeing myself on a cinema screen. But the most surreal moments, Colin Firth was a really nice professional guy. Yeah. I'll, you know, absolute props to him. Jessica Biel, it was it was quite surreal having a random conversation with the crew about crumpets. Because uh, <laughs> she'd, n- she'd never eaten a crumpet before. What? Yeah, um, well, she probably has now, but yeah. <laughs> um, apparently Justin Timberlake um, was on set as well, but I didn't see him, um, sadly. Oh, cool. so and that, whereabouts did you film for this? This was in Englefield. Englefield. Yeah, it's cool. the same place where they filmed the X-Mansion for X-Men First Class, oh, awesome. oddly enough, yeah. So it's the it's Professor Xavier's School for the Gifted we filmed. Uh, it. Uh, yeah, I know what building you're talking about now. Yeah. Is that <laughs> Englefield House? Yes. Yeah. 
I no idea. Yeah. How cool. Oh, the dog's eyes very lit cool. up. And I, I, ju- I watched. <laughs> I'm, g- I'm going to turn That's into it. geeky. Here we go. I, I've they just, I've just, just, just come from watching, uh, from watching Logan today. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm a bit X Men up at the minute. So that is very cool. And as for the story with Ben Barnes, the funny thing was we were filming a scene where two girls are dancing the can can, and one of them's without underwear, and we all like to be cheering and going yay because we're like all. <laughs> nice. Oh, absolutely astounded by this. Um, Sleazy man. Yeah. And anyway, in the scene, by the way, they didn't really have no underwear on. It was, it was yeah. all done. Yeah. It was all trickery. Yeah. What we were really watching was just a director prancing about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched the film. It looks proper. Anyway, um, so Ben Barnes accidentally kicked me from behind when he's, uh, while he was sat on the chair because I was sat right in front of him. Yeah. And uh, he apologised to me, and I was like, that was fine. I was like, well, I've just been kicked by Ben Barnes. <laughs> um, yeah. Little did I know that he's, because he's just been cast in The Punisher, the Marvel Netflix show that's coming up. Yes. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to watching he that. He is very yeah, good. Sure as well. I'm there. A big fan of his. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And the last question we asked you was, uh, do you have any pre-show rituals? You said you don't really as such, besides the backstage banter. Uh, that's <laughs> quote, quote, unquote. <laughs> But you said that you do have a habit. So right before your final scene of a final show, you go by yourself, reflect uh, on sort of the show and the time you spent on it and say, let's wrap this up. Yep, I and do uh, that every time. And I don't really know why or where it started. But I, I na- because I've, no- I've noticed I started doing it, I always have to do that now. It's like, because I don't know whether it's some sort of sentimentality, but it, yeah, really I, nice. I, always, I always say, let's wrap this up. Like right before I go on for the final scene that I'm doing at the end of a run. I mean, where do any uh, where do any pre-show rituals start? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, until you start noticing them, or yeah, somebody yeah, else yeah, notices definitely. them. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thomas hasn't got um, any, so he might notice. Well, some, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've sort of duck count. The only, the only, <laughs> that's <laughs> sort of a. <laughs> During show ritual, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so that's all the questions from me. Uh, Jazz has a few questions to spring on you, which yes, uh, sure. Sean is not prepared for. Well, I, I bet Sean is prepared for. Yeah, I was thinking that because it is. Yeah, uh, yeah to the, the podcast, same, same like question, all, so, uh, all the time. So, so he will definitely be, definitely be prepared. Sean, if you could play any part ever in any show, what would it be? That's a tough one. I know it would never happen, but I would go for either Galileo in Real Rock You or The Phantom. How did I know? Two very good parts. Yeah, yeah, I d- it's I never going to happen. <laughs> you never know. Never, never say, say never. never. Well, yeah. I don't have the physicality of Phantom. I'm like five foot five. <laughs> <laughs> Phantom's got to be tall. But, uh, what? But what says he's got to be tall? I don't know. He's got to be scared. He's got to got to convince the audience that he's prepared to kill to get where he wants. Yeah, true. And I don't look like I'd do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can always get yeah. diverse sort of castings. Yeah, I've, I guess yeah. I've been cast as Henry Higgins, who's usually cast <laughs> as a sort of man uh, in his ears, yeah, his late late thirties, early forties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, awesome, cool. If your life was a show, musical, play, film, what would it be called? Oh. I'm completely stumped on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. The, the, yeah, yeah, This it's, question, it's I, I just love it. Oh, crikey. Um, <laughs> probably, probably Clutch the Musical or something like that. Or, no. <laughs> clutch the Musical? No, Clutch. Uh, or clu- oh, or clutch. clutch. I thought you said Oh, Clumsy Man. Clu- just just to play clum- just, uh, some sort of like farce or something like called Clumsy Man. Clumsy Man. Yeah. Was Harriet, was it Harriet that had... Something similar to that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah the last I believe podcast so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have one surprise question, which go. is a uh, sort of a surprise question for Jazz as well, because he doesn't oh. know anything about this. Here we go. So, if you're a regular listener, Love a um, last episode we were talking about sort of show acronyms very briefly, specifically Nomads. Um, now, one of our regular listeners, uh, Mr. John Lovell, who uh, I'm sure will be listening to this, he's he's messaged me earlier on today, who obviously earlier on today listened to our last podcast. Uh, and has replied with uh, with the answer. We have an answer. We have an answer, oh, which I was we did ask excited. people to uh, to get back to us. So yeah. we do have an answer. Um, but before I I go ahead with that, I'm going to put it to you guys. So Jazz, <laughs> have you got any guesses <laughs> as to what nomads could stand for? It's a very cool answer as well. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Firstly, is it actually an acronym? I cannot say yes. Oh, I cannot say no. In which case, I'm going with it's just nomads, as in the people that move around from site to site, like I said on the last podcast. Okie dokie. Uh, Sean, uh, how long have you been part of Nomads? Do you know? I joined them for Guys and Dolls in 2003. Cool. Awesome. So, what's that? For 14 years? Yeah. Sean, do you know what Nomads stands for? I don't know, but I've got a good idea. Cool. Um Jazz is partly right, actually. It is, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. The Nomads, because they used to hop from venue to venue and you know had to start up from the ground up, is one major factor into why it's called that. I do believe there is an acronym, but I'm not. I may be wrong about this. And it's either Newbury Operatic for the NO or Non-Operatic. I've heard both versions from conflicting sources. And then it goes into musical... And dramatic society. society. Yeah, see, I thought a similar thing to that. I, I believe there was one. Anyway, the answer that John has uh, has given us is that you are correct. Nomads doesn't stand for anything. It just Oops. comes from when they first started. There was no fixed rehearsal space, so they were nomadic in the sense that they moved around. To oh, so that's place. literally oh. the only thing. Which ah. is very cool. Yeah, that it's, is it's a really, really cool name. Because of the letters... They could. It does also have, work. Like, it? yeah, yeah. No wonder so many people think that is the case. And musical I felt for it. <laughs> dramatic society. Like that's ah, that is yeah. that. But although, if they're Newbury nomads, does that make them Newbury Newbury operatics? <laughs> in that case, mm, it would have to be Newbury non-operatic, yeah, I guess. Newbury but yeah, so there's, there's a, a cool cool bit of information there for you. I like yeah, that. Yeah, very cool. So thank you to uh, to John Lovell for that yeah, one. Thanks, yeah. John. Th- thank you. Thanks yeah. for getting in touch and letting us know and. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sean, we're not here just to talk acronyms. I know why you're here. I know why you've come. The biscuits are boring this week. You are here to play our hilarious game, Reversal Rehearsal. And as always, it is Tom, Tom versus, versus Guest. It is. It is Tom versus it Guest. Is. And today... It's a little bit different. Tom had a surprise for me. I also have one for he him. He does. Really. <laughs> Jazz, okay. Jazz made me uh, made me leave earlier so he could record something. Yeah, so I have so, no idea. So I could, uh, no record. idea what what has happened. So the game is as normal, but today the stakes are higher because we have steak. If yep. steak, someone say steak. That's That'd be steak. great. Oh, I yeah. say steak. So if you can guess from the recording, the original backwards recording, if you can guess what show oh. it is, <laughs> I will give an extra point. A bonus point, okay. To either Tom or to the guest okay. team. Or Currently at 
two two. No pressure then. Cool. So let's play. Reversal rehearsal. Reversal rehearsal. So as always, Tom goes first to give the guest a better chance. Sean, would you like to hear the rules? Uh, yeah, might as well. Of course you would. Here we and go. And to all the listeners out there. Tom, the rules. <coughs> so, a few rules for reverse rehearsal. I'll explain the game very briefly. Uh, Jazz has pre-recorded himself saying the name of a show. He has then reversed that clip. So, for example, Into the Woods reversed becomes... We then have to try and imitate what we've heard. Jazz will then reverse the clip of us speaking and hopefully it should sound like the original title of the show. So, for example, becomes Into the Woods. And there's two clips there from our pilot episode. We get three listens before we can attempt to repeat it. And that is a very brief outline of the game. Good luck. Thank you very much, Tom. That's all right. I'm getting so good at these rules. It's almost yeah, like they're pre-recorded. Almost. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Tom, are you ready for your first listen? I am indeed. Here we go. Listen number one. Clarifying from this map. <laughs> oh, quite a long one. You sound a bit like Hagrid. Oh, long one, is it? <laughs> right, he does. <laughs> <laughs> should not have said that. Should not have said that. Oh, I promise you, I, I did, you did not there. do it with a Bristolian accent. I promise you, no, no accent was performed. It, it just me my normal voice if you can call that it could be for, uh, for season two we're gonna try and yeah. do it with an accent yeah so okay so listen number two clarifying from this map <laughs> it does like if we ever did a very potter musical <laughs> we know what to cast you <laughs> yeah you have to get me some stories <laughs> sean because i i also have the same issue as you i'm only five foot nothing okay tom your third and final listen. Clarifying from this map. Tom, I need your reversal rehearsal. In the true Bristolian accent, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Or my thumb snap. Okay. Clarifying from this map. <laughs> okay. Just ignore what Tom said. <laughs> <laughs> just, just as a general rule for, for life. <laughs> yeah. Right. Your second listen. Clarifying from this map. <laughs> and your third and final listen. Clarifying from this map. <laughs> Sean, I need your reversal rehearsal. Her, my vomit snuff. <laughs> 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 Very slightly German as well. Very subtly. <laughs> it sounds like I wasn't oh, I German either. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 Okay, so I will, before I reverse them, any clues to what show it could be for an extra point? Any any ideas? You got any clues? 
any any conclusions? Uh, I'm um, my first thought was funny thing happened on the way to the forum, but that would be way longer than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. so, but it's it's the way it ends and starts that's thrown me, and it's too it's too long for follies. I yeah. am gonna go with half a sixpence. Okay, half sixpence. Yeah, sure. No idea. Um. Sorry, I'm running through every show in my head that it could be. Uh, <laughs> every show. Unless I'm it's a foreign show and the trick is... I'm going it's... to try My Fair Lady. That's my, that's my yeah, guess. Yeah, okay, so I Tom is, is going actually. half a sixpence. Yeah. And Sean is going My Fair Lady. I can tell you now that both of you are incorrect. Oh. <laughs> I'm not surprised, though. The show is Phantom of the Opera. Oh, <laughs> man! <laughs> How that sounds like that, that was I my do second not <laughs> So, what I should do now is I will reverse them and we shall see what they sound like. Reversal, rehearsal. Reversal, rehearsal. Right, let's see what they sound like. So, let's remind ourselves of what Tom sounded like <laughs> backwards. Her my thumb snap. <laughs> Her my phone snap. Right, so let's hear what Sean sounded like backwards. Her my vomit snap. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding very similar, so I've got a feeling this is going to be very Could close. it be the first tie? It, oh, potentially. It could it could be Ooh. a tie. We shall see. Could you never know in reverse rehearsal. So Tom forwards sounds like Hans <laughs> Murphy. Whoa. <laughs> Phantom of the Omra. It's <laughs> 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 a bit Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Bristolian. Yeah. Backwards. Irish. Forwards. Backwards, yeah. backwards. <laughs> yeah, 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 reversed, reversed. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah so th- that was good. The Phantom Phantom was really yeah, clear. clear. So, right. Mm. So, that was Tom. Let's hear Sean forwards. Phantom of the Omra. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> How? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Honestly, there's not a rig wow. or anything. I honestly didn't know what I, I was saying. saying. If you played that to me, I probably would assume you said that forwards. <laughs> yeah, just in a funny voice. So it just well, there's no, there's no point show. in keeping us in suspense, is there? Oh, God. Congrats, Sean. You, <laughs> you win this round. This round. How did I do that? <gasps> So can, I, can I hear that again? You can. So, Sean. Fansim of the opera. <laughs> it was more like Fansem of the opera. But if Sean was a dog <laughs> saying Phantom of the Opera, this is what it would sound like. Fansim of the opera. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, I am stunned. Tom's was close. I thought, oh, Tom's close yeah. with this. Fansim of the opera. Of the opera. Yeah. Oh Phantom of the opera. I think that's a... Yeah, quality. On a normal day, but no. Oh, religiousness I am, Sean. I am so surprised. Not that, I am that it was good, but just, just how close it actually yeah, turned how, out. Like, literally, the original is Phantom of the Opera. I mean, it's... T- a t- <laughs> Can we hear Sean's backwards again? Sean's backwards is... Her, my vomit snuff. <laughs> <laughs> you Sean comes in for one episode and just wins the whole <laughs> the whole series. Uh, someone will beat me, I'm sure. So it I, just oh. goes to show listening, practicing. Sean said that he has practiced playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> and he he was not wrong. 
Wow, that was. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned. S- very impressed. Me too. I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, winner I, this week. Uh, yeah, all, uh, all, uh, all official. Not a question, is it? Uh, is Mr. Sean Blake? Well, congratulations. Well <laughs> I, I, I am, I am flabbergasted. So, uh, Sean, the Mr. Winner, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. Um, what have you got going on at the minute? Well, a few things, actually. I've just did um, Showtime Bohem, uh, which uh, was last week. Uh, your guest last week, Harriet guess, Wilson, right? was the um, writer and director of that. I was she one was. of the performers performing um, Agony from Snowbiddy Snip. I mean, <laughs> Into the Woods. <laughs> See, I have reversed that. It's perfect <laughs> as well. <laughs> no, no, no. That, I, I rushed that one. <laughs> I can't remember what it sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, did that. Coming up, uh, I was also in um, West End Showstoppers recently. You talked about that. And yes, we yeah. did. We reviewed that we as reviewed well. That. We, yeah. uh, I'd say we. Anna's Anna's in the uh, in the midst of reviewing Showtime Bohem as well. Oh, so that'll cool. be up shortly on the website. Okay, good. Um, there we. I was helping her write the other day, and we sort of we we mentioned you in there. So uh, oh, there's a, a a little bit Keep about Master Sean Blake in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so you've you've done Showtime, you've done Cats. Are you uh, doing any sort of directing or anything? At the moment? Yes, uh, I'm assistant director and also appearing in the upcoming My Fair Lady with New awesome. Musical Theatre Society. Yes, and also who I are you, who are you playing? Sorry, I am playing before, uh, Professor Zoltan Karpathy. Fantastic! It's a role I've actually played before back in 2010 with Cats, oddly enough, and I didn't intend to play the role a second time. But I auditioned and somehow wound up with it again. But I quite like the part. It's quite fun to play. It's only one scene. You do it very well, though. Thank you. And the the added benefit of it as well is that you're currently in the the Cockney numbers as well, aren't you? And yep. uh, well, and and the and some of the the slightly higher class numbers. But yeah. the Cockney numbers look like just so yeah. much fun <laughs> to do. I don't think you can. I mean, for people that maybe don't know sort of the the choreographers in in the area i think it would be very difficult to choreograph get me to the oh, church and stuff like that without making it like as 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 much fun as possible it's, yeah. it looks like such a fun dance to do definitely i'd love to do it yeah i'm a little bit nervous about some of the lifts i'm like i'll be honest but <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we've still got some time to so we'll get there before we move on from My Fair Lady as well, uh, we have a guest on uh, from My Fair Lady. Oh yeah, as uh, a bit of promotion because tickets are going to be on. Tickets are on sale now, but on tickets will now, be yeah. on sale. Yeah. Uh, as it will be a bit closer to the time then. So yeah, fantastic. There's My Fair Lady. Uh, uh, what what have you got sort of planned for the future? Okay, this is something I'm very excited about. I um, back in say 2012, I had this really crazy idea that I would try and write something myself. It wasn't entirely the far-fetched at the time for me because I have seen other Amdrami local people write and direct their own stuff to varying degrees of success. And I thought, if they can do it, why not I have a go? But I needed a starting point. Just randomly on my way to a skiing holiday, I was listening to a album and it occurred to me. The, the idea just hit me right then because I was listening to a bunch of movie soundtracks compilation or album and i just suddenly had this idea of what if there was a musical with songs like these that was about films it's a really cool concept yeah. so uh what's the title of the show firstly well working title is hollywood the musical Brilliant. that is subject to potentially change but 
probably not by much. Yeah. But yeah, that is its working title. I'm still playing with yeah, yeah. with that title. It is a show about two young up and coming actors who want to get into the movies. They've done some acting before in theatre and TV shows, but they're just about to be in their first film. They get cast as small parts and they're really excited and they meet each other and fall in love because they've never met each other prior to that. They just happen to get on set at the same time and they meet established actors, uh, famous celebrities, um, some that are nice and wonderful and want to help younger talent reach success. Others, not so much, who are jealous and arrogant and because fame's got to their head. You've also got journalists, some who are like uh, really hounding and, uh, you know, or just look to do anything for a story no matter who they put down. And you've got corrupt businessmen and producers uh, who, you know, got some nice directors who want to do proper creativity and you've got the type who just want to make money and will screw anyone over to do so yeah St- sort of stuff that actually i think happens in hollywood um yeah i mean some t- yeah you see you see films come out all the time some are good and some are bad and then when you look on imdb like years later you see all the behind the scenes drama that goes mm-hmm. on yeah, yeah and my musical is sort of a based on a lot of stories that i've seen on imdb that where shenanigans have happened and the films either turned out good or bad it seems like it's sort of every cliche sort of archetype of a person in hollywood sort of mashed into a musical yeah sounds very cool yeah Um, and this is i love the concept for this because it's a musical about uh, about films yeah and am i right in thinking that every song in it is from a film all except one. All except one. Yeah, but you know, you, <laughs> good you, enough, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. The one song that is there is that isn't from a film is only there because it, instead of being from a film, it conveys the message of the entire story so perfectly and sums it all up. It's and it almost matches the title. Cool. Oh, okay. Awesome. Cool. Brilliant. So, Sean, how do you go about starting to write something like that? Where Where did you start? Well, I actually started with uh, the idea. So the idea that I wanted to make a musical, I just I sort of brainstormed what themes and what certain things I'd like to happen in it, most of which made it in, some of it didn't. And then I started like, and then I had these archetypes, as you mentioned, that I would like to be in it. And then when it came to making characters' personalities, I started thinking about lots of people I've met because... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat around the bush about this. Some of the characters' personalities are a little bit based on people I have met. Uh, so once I had the characters' personalities and what part they would play in it, it then came down to writing a synopsis. So it was like getting. So I had these ideas, and I'd do it paragraph by paragraph, so and then sort of the... make it flow into a plot. And while at the same time, I was also listening to a lot more of these songs and trying to research them because I, there was some that I wanted in it right from the beginning but there were some that i was like right i've got this sort of scenario happening is there a song where lyrics sort of match to that situation sometimes i found them sometimes i didn't a a lot of times it was a case of trying to find songs that work so many movie songs are love songs and i can't have an entire (laughs) musical of love songs songs, so it was a case of trying to find ones that 
either weren't love songs or ones that could have a bit of a different meaning if you put a twist on what the lyrics are saying. Depending on the context as well, I guess. Yeah. So So there's two two songs I can think of, and I'm not going to say what they are because I don't want to spoil anything too early. There's two songs which are... One was actually about drugs, oddly enough, but in the context of what I'm using it for, it's nothing to do with drugs at all. It's more about... I think it's, it's really clever when writers take yeah. take something like that as well and just change, keep the basic the same, but change the concept so it therefore changes like the whole sort of yeah the, everything surrounding it. I think that's really clever. And another song is a love song, but it's a fast paced love song. But in the co- again with uh, I looked at the lyrics very closely and it can be interpreted as almost the opposite if done in the yeah. right context. Uh, I have to wait and see how this works. I can't wait to actually see somebody actually perform this and, or at least in the audition and show me. Yeah, see what. See, see what if this actually really so works. Yeah. It's, it's being performed with uh, NMTS. Yeah. We can yep. announce that. It's, on, it's, uh, it's public information. It's, it's the next show after My Fair Lady. NMTS, I, am I right in thinking, are the first group to perform Hollywood the Musical they in would, this form? They would, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I'm hoping they won't be the last. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be nice uh, for you, I guess. It'll be sort of a, a learning curve in some ways, but also yeah. you can finally get to see if what works, if anything doesn't work, and stuff like that, which will be yeah. which will be nice for you, I, I, I imagine. Uh, I yeah. imagine it will change the form that it's in, sort of slightly. As I we guess go so. Through. It's been evolving constantly since 2012. Yeah. Um, I've given it rewrites. I've just done a rewrite only two days ago because there were a couple of tweaks I needed to make. And it has been evolving because uh, when I first wrote it, it had lots of different stuff. And then what I did was I gathered about six or seven friends together into a pub and we did a test read and I've changed it based on that. And what I'm hoping will happen is that once it's once it sort of starts flowing, changes may be made to improve it even further as we go along because because it because it's um because i own these own the dialogue then it's not copyrighted dialogue or anything i can can change what you want yeah exactly and to make anything work i'm also getting feedback from the production team i'm currently seeking as well which is really handy wonderful also there may be some stuff that works on paper but doesn't work when you do it with people yeah yeah i I agree yeah yeah so when will this show be on sean I uh, believe it'll be the last week of October. Okay, cool. this year. Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful. dates to be confirmed, but if you go on yeah. the NMTS website uh, or Facebook page, I'm sure you'll find it uh, over there uh, within the next coming weeks. It'll be up there, don't yeah. worry. And we'll definitely have you on again. Yeah, definitely. Before, uh, before yeah, I'd like well, we, we can Talk do, uh, hopefully we can do a bit of a... Do a review. A post-show sort of discussion about your sort of journey as a first-time yeah. show director, if that makes sense. This is, yeah, exactly. The first... Sh- first show the first version of this show that has been performed yeah that makes sense it's not the only show i've written i must say but uh we will come to that one day yeah yeah i definitely. have written a straight i have written a comedy well. play as well but one day i will talk about that too one day cool. one day yeah. so Brilliant. uh yeah if anyone uh wants to audition for sean's show then uh get in touch with us through it's all an act um find us on facebook twitter website yeah. And get in touch, and we we'll pass it on to Sean. Audition Not dates are yet to be confirmed, but if you keep an eye out on our social media, we will uh, we will share we'll post, the NMCS. Thank you, appreciate saying that. about auditions. Yeah, Not yeah. a problem. So yeah, brilliant. Keep an Wonderful. eye out for that. If you want an audition for that, 
thank you very much today, Sean. Thank yeah, you for being you. a great that guest. Great. Thank you for absolutely smashing Tom at reversal <laughs> rehearsal. It's hilarious just to see yeah, I, Tom's face. I, I'm never going to beat it either. I don't think we're going to top that. Nah. But yeah, thank you very much. Never. Sean. That's all right. Thank you guys for having no, me. Thank you very much. Cheers. And now on to our West End section with Mr. Tom Hazelden. And with us today, we have the not-so-ugly sisters. <laughs> <laughs> the glare across Hello the room, team. then. Hello, team. Hello. Hi. How are we did, Lynn? All right. I'd, I'd rather you called our names instead of the ugly sisters. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy oh. and Anna. Thanks. Anna and Lucy. <laughs> the not-so-ugly stepsisters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's your own Don't fault try and dig out of yeah. this, yeah. It's your own fault, to be fair. You started that. Can we not just po- be like podcast beautiful one. sisters? Well, you can be whatever you want to be. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Good soul sisters. You can be a rock if you want. Um, anyway, Tom, <laughs> what wonderful news do you have for us today in the West End section? So, <laughs> as you will know, Disney have just released Beauty and the Beast on uh, in theatres, cinema, uh it's a film obviously it's not a play um it is a musical as well though they have put some of the songs from the musical into the film they've also announced that uh this has had a bit of controversy controversy in the news for a while but they announced that they are bringing out mulan in november next year yes they Um, are they are and it has just been announced that it is not going to be a musical i know do you know what funny enough (laughs) (laughs) i am not impressed do you know what i i I literally have only just told lucy this so the question i was going to ask you guys today was how do you feel about it (laughs) (laughs) not Um, happy out of 10 i'd give it probably like a minus 10 it's so it wrong. Like the songs in it are so good. The songs are incredible. It's one of my. That's the reason I like the film so much. It's one of my favourite Disney films, anyway. Mm. Especially for Disney. I like how they're telling me this. Like yeah. I'm producing the film. <laughs> 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 I have decided to take the, the music out. <laughs> I mean, they sort of half did it with Jungle Book. Um, and Cinderella. Oh my! And that I haven't, I haven't included, seen Jungle Book. Yeah. They still have the the, the big songs because the, the songs aren't as and as the popular. Songs that aren't the main songs aren't as important whereas in Mulan the music is literally right. underlying the whole mm. way through reflection and I how know. can you not have that, that in is Mulan the hot, that's one of the the, the caption things. I saw on the article was like they're going to make it a girly karate film instead of a musical and I was like firstly why can't it just be a karate film why do they have to put girly, girly. <laughs> everyone tries to like everyone tries to to be feminists nowadays and then they say stuff like is that is it even going to be Mulan I I don't that this is this is the the sort of question I I, I have think it's like it's going to be a rip off. Yeah. If if you change good. it so far from what it originally was, um is it still the same film? Is it, it still like an homage to it? I just think if the film was so successful, why are they changing it and trying to make it more yeah. modernized and so like but it's like everyone loves the original. True. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah the the songs that. are yeah, the songs are quite iconic in it as well. It was originally had a bit of controversy because they it was rumoured that Scarlett Johansson was going to play oh, God, Mulan, yeah. and everyone was I like, saw that, "But Scarlett Johansson's not Asian, and yeah. it's about a woman that saves China." Yeah, the media is quite like whitewashed anyway. You know, it's all yes. sort of white supremacy. Yeah, exactly. So the the one chance they they get for a, a strong Chinese led female lead, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like. <laughs> It's not Scarlet. like there aren't any, yeah. is it, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, look great, at Saigon, great take your pick. Yeah. Yeah, so what I liked many. about Beauty and the Beast as well was they put songs from the 
Broadway West End musical and they into wrote, the film. Wrote their own songs for it. Yeah, well, it was, it was Alan Menken who That's did the, the original. Thing. So I what think it's ledge. fine if you're yeah. going to add things to it to improve it. But when you start taking things away, mm. I don't know if that's improving it. It's I mean, just making it something yeah. different. In addition to that, if you're adding things as well, Beauty and the Beast, like I said, had Alan Menken who wrote the original song. So it's not like it's someone else completely has done it. It's yeah. still them. With it, yeah. yeah. Um. I know. I, there's obviously sort of a lot of sort of linking this back to theatre there's obviously a lot of revival shows that have changed half sixpence has changed slightly but everyone sort of praised this one um obviously it's still a musical though which is what it sort of was at heart so. and also yeah. i bet they haven't just taken the songs out yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's um, quite a drastic well it's going to be interesting are disney going to rework it completely or are they going to use the existing script because obviously that won't work without the songs no. or i've known but shows to not very, speak the songs it's not very mm, the the if you watch the Mulan Disney film, you'll know that it's not really scripted. A lot of it comes through song, and yeah. if you yeah. watch it from start to finish, I know because I've watched it many times. <laughs> even from the beginning, there's music underlying the whole way yeah. through. Yeah. Even if there's not singing in it, there's score. It could um, work really well. It's one of those films that could work really well without music, but had it not been as big as it is, like. It's like it's a, it's a Disney film that's obviously sold millions and millions of copies, and then it's one of those Disney films that everyone loves. Everyone knows at least one song from it. I I, I don't know. I just think things like that is like Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and stuff. When they remade those, they were really careful with it because it was so good, like the original, and they had yeah. kept it. And I think saying this, as well. they you've just reminded me they released Cinderella two years ago, I think now last year, maybe mm. the year before which wasn't a musical. They had the cast sing some of the songs for the end, but um, it wasn't a musical, and it was a really, really good film. But I guess the songs aren't as iconic. In, the, in Cinderella, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But still, for, for, the people that love, for the people yeah. that love the film, then... Same rule applies. Yeah, yeah. so but it's, actually, it's tricky. But actually, there isn't song the whole way through Cinderella. And we really don't Cinderella see how it's going to work. had written new songs for okay. it, and it didn't... There was still music. Yeah. Throughout. I mean, if they were going to do something completely new and say it's a bit like Mulan, but mm. we're doing a player based on this same story, mm. then that would be fine. But you can't yeah. call it Mulan yeah. if you're not going to involve True. everything exactly. that Mulan is. Yeah. Like Aladdin in the West End. Yeah. yeah. They still chucked in all the songs with it and, and more. made it a musical. Mm. And yeah. same same again, it was Alan yeah. Menken that did all the extra yeah, music exactly. for it. He's a great man. Oh, he <laughs> He's Alan very Menken. short. We saw him at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, he's tiny. He's yeah, tiny. he's, he's proud really of your small. Boy. And it was like so um, good. But anyway, yeah, there's there was a, there was a bit on a film there because I mean, all all film is really is recorded theatre, isn't it? So yeah. um, something a bit different that we don't normally talk about. Yeah, but um, still West End because they're going to do yeah. it as a play, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, than yeah. a musical, which I think crazy. is crazy. Yeah, I mean, personally, it's a poor idea. Yeah, mind you, but with the like, have to see moves i guess the karate moves that you'd have in like the martial arts side it could be quite effective mulan could play. work really yeah. well as a dance show i yeah. don't know about yeah. a play but a dance show it would be brilliant yeah, I think. Uh, would, yeah. can you imagine with, that with no no script at yeah. all i have just actually all, used the music dance. for a dance show before. yeah there you go if anyone's looking to put on uh, the mulan dance show yeah, and uh, you know con- who to contact yeah. <laughs> um the other bit of news that uh, i'm going to talk about very quickly is the other belly uh, and London Wonderground are supposedly going to merge together to make one big sort of festival in London, Boom. Um, which is sort of big news. Um, I 
I'm not too familiar with the Udderbelly. There's a, a place at the Fringe Festival called the Udderbelly yeah, and the, the Underbelly. Belly. I assume they are the same yeah, it used to company, be, uh, one just in Scotland, one in London. Yeah, it used to be owned by E4. Yes, yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I understand. Um, big purple cow, if, yeah, you've, big, uh, if you've ever been to the Fringe. Yeah, big purple like. upside down cow, yeah. if I remember right. And it's like, it? a, it's, like a, it's like a big sort of tent music <laughs> venue, yeah. like, like sort of the O2, but smaller. Yeah. But it's inside a giant blow-up cow. Yeah, it's just like um, a festival. But yeah, they're, so they're they're um they're going to merge together with uh, London Underground. I'm not too sure where London London Underground is either. I don't know if anyone's heard of London Underground before. But anyway, they're they're supposed to uh, merge in together to make one festival titled the Udderbelly Festival this summer. Yeah, uh, it sounds sounds like a sort of a big step forward for theatre. I assume it's going to be sort of fringy shows that people aren't as exposed to in London or, or anywhere really. Because okay. yeah, you know London's London's sort of the theatre capital of well or the sort world. of sort of sort of is the world along with like yeah. I guess like New York and, and Broadway yeah. and um maybe maybe over in Australia. But um yeah so it might be might be quite uh, nice to get some some exposure to plays and stuff that yeah, wouldn't otherwise get exposure. Some up and coming stars and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah definitely. I mean a lot of comedians start at the fringe so uh Yeah true. You may get start of something yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah. Song in there and speaking of um, comedians as well, you, there's some. It actually says on here um, other highlights of that have been announced today, and then there's, there's a list of comedians that are going like Ed Campbell and uh, Al Murray and Stephen K. Amos. Yeah, there's some big names there. But yeah, there's some. There's some. We we saw Jason Manford is as uh, Caractacus Pops and Chit Chit Bang Bang, and you expect that. I normally have this sort of like preconception Jesus. if a celebrity's in a in a West End show or a tour that they they've been put in there because they're a celebrity and it will yeah. sell tickets. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he was incredible. He was phenomenal. Really? Well, yeah. he's hosting the Olivier Awards this year. Yeah, he um, so, yeah. he he was like classically trained as a as an opera singer, I think, and and he was incredible. He was. Really? We he saw was um, insane. and uh, I completely forgot another comedian in the same show was Phil Jupitus as um, the Baron. And he was he was amazing as well. Nice, really good. So uh, yeah, you know who knows? There may be some West End names. You um, never know. Yeah, cool bit Rufus Hound and stuff. He does a lot of yeah. He's in Wind in the Willows at the minute. Yeah, he did a Dirty yeah, Scoundrels. Yeah. Speaking of celebrity casting as well, they have just announced that Carousel is coming back onto the West End, and it's going to have Catherine Jenkins and Alfie Bow. So like two of the two of the two of the biggest Jeez. names in musical theatre in one show. That'll um, be expensive then. Yeah, I, I imagine they probably. <laughs> I imagine they probably won't be in it for all that long. Probably about half a year, I'd imagine, or something like that. I, they've probably got a contract somewhere, but because you know they're they're such big names, they're in high demand. But they're like kind of the selling of the show. Yeah, there's a there's a competition on. I think it's on what's on stage. Um, to enter a competition to win uh, tickets to see it, I think, with those two in it. But that, that's, that's going to be an incredible show. Alfie yeah. Bow and Catherine Jenkins in one yeah. show. Cool. So from great shows to great shows. Yeah. Ladies, what great shows do we have going on in the amateur world? Tell people they want to know. I get people harassing me all the time saying, what's here on in my local area? Tell them, girls. Okay. Tell them. There's, well, lots of stuff going on all across the UK. But first of all, there is some auditions. Ooh, auditions. For males needed in Cheshire, so quite up north, for Calamity Jane. They are needing 
for the Vale Royal Musical Theatre. So if you go on the Noda website, that you can find more details there. But it's going to be a big, massive production. So if you like Wild West theme, go do that, guys. Yeah. Just to uh, just to interrupt as well. While I was on What's On Stage. I've just seen um, that the Royal Caribbean are casting for performers for. Um, for Greece to do a sort of Greece show on on they board, so are. yeah. They so uh, if you're interested in something uh, on the flip side and sort of the professional paid side, then there is also that to look out for. Yeah. Nice. Uh, right. So we have a few uh, societies doing dirty rotten scoundrels. So we've got in Stourbridge and Hertfordshire, they're doing the musical from the 28th of March to the 1st of April at the Stourbridge Town Hall and the Harpenden Public Halls. Then from the 29th to the 1st, we've got the West Cliff on Sea production of it at the Palace Theatre. And then the from the 5th to the 8th of April, we've got a show of it in London by the El Dorado Musical Productions at the Bob Hope Theatre. Cool name. Yeah, so a lot of, I think everyone's taking the uh, most of having Dirty Washington Scoundrels available for Amateur Dramatics. <laughs> Just being released. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Um, so next we've got Chess. The musical, nice songs in that one, Uh, running from the 29th to the 1st of April. Uh, This is in Plymouth at the Plymouth Gilbert and Sullivan Fellowship at the Devonport Playhouse. Again, they're Gilbert and Sullivan, but they're doing chess. Yeah. We've had that Fair enough. (laughs) I mean, there's only so much you can do if you brand yourself as GNS, isn't there? Um, Yeah, up next, we've got the 31st of March to the 1st of April. We've got Blood Brothers, the play, um, at the... Chandler's Ford, which is in Hampshire, at Centre Stage Productions Youth Theatre at the Arch. So a youth group doing Blood Brothers the play. Can you imagine when they release the rights for the musical? If well, if, if they yeah. release the rights for the musical, it's yeah. going to be and just then, full of it. I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, how's it'll be... for doing the play? Youth yeah. Productions. Well, yeah, yeah, the plays, the plays, um, the the play was the original. It's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's only um, on the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll true. Give it a go. Mm. Next, we've got a uh, annual festival. Uh, so it's a one-act play festival, which is in Exmouth by the Exmouth Players. And it's a fundraiser kind of thing. Uh, so at the Blackmore Theatre, they're doing three plays per night. So it's running from the 3rd to the 8th of April. And it's kind of, they're doing like sections of plays. They're, they're three one-act plays. So yeah. it's just a play in one act. And they're doing three per night. Yeah. So they can three different them. ones. Yeah. Yeah, so I imagine they're like self-written plays, yeah. but they're, they're an act. So they'll be like what tw- 20 minutes maybe in maybe to an hour max yeah but three per night sure. cool. and then uh we've cool. got uh from the 4th to the 8th of april we've got groping for words uh, that's also a play at the oakwood center which is in reading yes. by the woodley theater so uh yeah woodley theater they've not long just done yeah something. they've done something else i can't yeah, remember what it was but yeah they're on it yeah. doing a play Next, uh, again from the 4th to the 8th of April, we've got 42nd Street by the Long Eaton Operatic Society in Nottinghamshire. It's at the May Hall, which is in Trent College. So they're making the most of doing 42nd Street. I was going to say, if you can see it, it's in uh, Drury Lane at the minute. They've had private performances, but nothing public yet. Yes, they've probably just scraped having it. I was going to say, if you can see that, then probably go and watch it. That's probably what it is. Yeah, true too far away yeah. so yeah depending yeah. depending Lucky. where you are yeah exactly that's why yeah. she moves up north show. get to do that's more me. shows because <laughs> we're so close let's yeah. move up north yeah 42nd Street was my first musical I oh, did oh really yeah and I Very played cool. the part of Julian as well I've seen some uh, my first cool. lead first musical I've yeah, seen some leaked right. pictures from the uh, from the performance that some people got tickets for on uh, on a Facebook group that we're, mm. we're part of the set um, looks incredible 
and it does look very yeah, good. It looks, it's, looks it's amazing. Ridiculous. I saw a time lapse video posted from Forty Second Street, and it just looks. Amazing. Saw some from an American in Paris as well. I'm, quite sh- cool. I'm sure nice. the that show will be good too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, also from the fourth to the eighth of April, we have the Adams Family, the musical in dun, dun, Cheshire. Dun, dun. Uh, that's the Hyde Musical Society at the Hyde Festival Theatre. Um, love the Adams I'm disappointed no, not more yeah. people joined in with the clicks then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had something in my hands so I couldn't um, yeah, people if you're listening obviously though. just yeah. managed to scrape that because uh, that's just about to go on tour as well yeah yeah so, yeah, um, yeah it's touring now it's touring yeah. in a minute yeah, yeah. I think. Um, doing really well Harry Fletcher Harry um, Fletcher yeah Tom Fletcher's sister yeah, yeah. There's um, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a few other films we've yeah. done as well. I can't think it looks who, really good though. Um, it's coming to Southampton soon. So. Les De- I, I saw so. Les Dennis <laughs> in Hairspray as, as the dad. Yeah, yeah, as, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can see that. The, the Mayflower. Now that that sounds like good casting. Do you know what? Uh, it was interesting because they. It was him, and then it was Michael Michael Ball. Ball as, as I Edna. saw that yeah, production. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they broke out of character doing their duet, and I was like, "What? Oh my god!" I was like, and just yeah, just laughing hysterically at each other. Yeah, and and yeah, just I'm not the biggest fan of Michael Ball. So <laughs> no, I'm not either. But yeah, right. And last but not least, so running from the fifth to the seventh of April, we have a concert <gasps> about. The weather. A concert about the weather? Yes. Come rain or come shine. By the Marple URC Theatre Company, which is in Derbyshire. They are performing it at the Marple United Reformed Church. But how exciting. Mm. I quite like this idea because it's so... Concerts have a tendency to be so boring and like, you know... But weather. Yeah, people don't want to go. But when you put... Well, when you put a gimmick on it, yeah. Then the, at least there's there's a theme, there's something that makes it not just another concert. Yeah, but if they have too many people on stage, they'll be overcast, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> but <it's>, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> see the cogs turning. <laughs> I thought you'd have liked that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope it's not a washout. We used to use the weather as a warm up song. So yeah. <laughs> Whether the weather be hot, whether the I know, weather I know, be cold, yeah. whether we'll together, whatever the weather be, whether you like that it or not, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, really then. hard. I well, don't know. I don't know so how many tricky. songs they can find about the weather though. Singing in the rain. Yeah. Singing in the rain. Always look on the bright. Yeah. Always look on the bright side. Something from Wind in the Willows, maybe, or Whistle Down the Wind. I get. Is it all musicals or are these pop songs? I don't know. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I mean, they are a theatre company, so I can see clearly now the rain has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things about the weather, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite. It's quite vague as well. So, which is which is nice. You can sort of get a lot of stuff from it, I guess. There's always that dramatic rain scene, isn't there? In a the notebook. What if they've actually got rain? Maybe. Like or a bee. Maybe they've actually got a sun. They've <laughs> <laughs> just got the sun newspaper. Like. <laughs> I was in a show where we uh, where we had to use rain, so we just threw rice instead. <laughs> Messy. Yeah. The clean up. Clean up wasn't what? great, but it was good. It's because like when it hits the liner floor, and it sounds like raindrops. It's pretty. But cool. it doesn't look like rain. I mean, it, no, not really. Begins <laughs> with the same letter and it sounds the same. It's got sa- it's same amount of letters. Rihanna shoestring well, budget. Like when an Amdram does singing in the rain, they have to hire like the staging. The yeah, so it's raised. Yeah. So it's kind so of raised. It's like a little bucket, and yeah. then when it rains, it just goes in, it's and then you can just take yeah. it off. Recycled. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So 
that there was that. <laughs> right, cool. that is. So, um, obviously, there's lots and lots of more shows. So please check our website, and um, we'll have all the shows on there for you, so you can have a look. Yes, look on the calendar. Cool. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank That's you right. indeed. Thank you very much, everyone, for your time today. Thank you very much to our guest, Mr. Sean Blake, who smashed. He was very good at reverse oh, rehearsal. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't he just smashed it? So uh, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, listeners. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. 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 Oh. Ah. At podcast. Fancy of yum, huh?